I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, everybody. It is that time of the week once again on Glass of Wine, where we drink a glass of wine and then have a wine without glass. Yes, that's, that checks out. Or perhaps even wine about glasses. Mm. I, no, I wouldn't no. want to wine about glasses. What was wrong with sand in the first place? <laughs> Why do we have to go to glass anyway? It's beautiful. Rigidity? It's so, yes. I suppose. It's a bit hard to drink out of sand. Well, that sounds like a nay-do attitude. <laughs> you are hearing voices, and among them is mine, Andy Schossler. Good evening. To my right, we have... Zane C. Weber. Sans Gina tonight. No, Gina. She also is on a mission, a non-disclosed mission for ASIO. Don't say anything about where she is, or what she's doing, or how many people she has to kill to do it. You've already said right. too much. Now, don't say anything because you can just pick up a filing cabinet at a local second-hander <laughs> and all the information will be there, you know, the outcome in advance as well, I'm sure. Yay, security. <laughs> and to my left, our special guest this evening. Old Maddie. that's right. <laughs> Old Maddie. It's a bit of a boys' club here this evening. Little bit, little bit. I, but that's I all right. do hope that we get to complain about women. Oh, dear. Sure. <laughs> With their hair and oh, trinkets. All that hair. Especially when you find it everywhere. That's the worst. Can't they mm. just keep it in their heads like normal guys do? Shave it off yeah. like, like men. <laughs> <laughs> I fear this is a road we, <laughs> we, we go down very, very tentatively. I don't think tentatively? I can take a single no, step. On, <laughs> no, yes, <laughs> Matt has been conspicuously silent. I was thinking about making a joke about how the letters W-O were too much for me to handle because I cannot read. That is a detriment. Especially if you run a literature podcast. Yeah, how do you yeah. get around that? I audiobooks, have, all yeah, audiobooks. Audio that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy Hemingway the way he intended. That's right, from Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> well, this is Glass of Wine, and we do have a wine tonight, courtesy of our friends at thewinegallery.com.au. Mmm, winegallery.com.au. Like oh, it's very classy. I believe it is thewinegallery.com.au. <laughs> sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Who am I to say? They bought two domains? Billionaires! <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how, how cheap domains the domains come these days. I have a lot of catching up to do. Own I several. Do. <laughs> after, after I learn to read, I'll learn how, how much a domain costs. Ah, forget that. Everything's, everything's you know, movies yeah. and audiobooks. That's, that's the only way you need to interact with oh, the world perfect. One. Our good friends at thewinegallery.com.au have sent us a Chardonnay. A Vinados de los Vientos. From the River Plate estuary in Uruguay. Mm. A little bit of trivia for you. This grape is only really found in the north of Italy. And indeed, it's the only vineyard of its kind in the whole of Uruguay. 
My so word. What kind the of whole, vineyard is this? Uh, for for this this particular uh, this particular grape. Oh, okay. I'm 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 afraid my Spanish is not uh, very good. Um so I'm not sure what whether the Vinodos de los Vientos is the name of the the grape or the or the uh, vineyard, but it is rather rare in Uruguay. I thought so what makes a wine a Chardonnay if it is not the grape? It must be the method. Must be the method. Weird. Uh, the more you know. Or perhaps, you know, the way it's aged or how long it spends in oak oak barrels. Or, mm. I'm not I'm not terribly or sure. That's whose f- feet squash the grape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I have absolutely no idea. Well, we I will, always we will get to the bottom of this. Or perhaps it's a variant of of a Chardonnay grape. I don't even know perhaps if Chardonnay is a grape or just the yeah. name of the wine. I have no idea. I've been mm. caught out. Thank you, Zane, for highlighting this <laughs> flaw. If only we had <laughs> supercomputers in our pockets with the infinite information at our fingertips. <laughs> well, a quick Google. <gasps> Vinodos de los Viandos must be the name of the variety because Chardonnay is a green-skinned grape variety used in the production of white wine. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So originated in Burgundy. So Chardonnay is the grape? Chardonnay is the grape, yep. Right, so this is just a special variant. Yeah, it just must be a kind of uh, Chardonnay grape. Well, there we are. From the wine gallery's own mouth, it is the only one of its kind in Uruguay. Yeah. Or you can just travel to the north of Italy where they (laughs) are abundant. It does have a very unique smell. It smells dry. It smells like a dry wine. Not only dry, look, I'll, 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 I'll say it, it does smell a little bit uriny. See, I don't get that. Really? I mm. No, I don't get that from the smell at all. Luxury bathrooms. <laughs> now, and and I don't mean it in a as in I'm disgusted to it. I'm just surprised that that smell come that that I I register it that that, that way. Like mm. you, yeah, you smell you've smelled yeah. urine before in your life, and this and is it, ringing all the bells. Maybe well, it is a little bit <laughs> alkali instead of an acid, but unlike other urines, mm. this one I actually want to taste and partake in. Well, I've tasted and parta- partaken in it, and it is quite pleasant on the tongue. It doesn't I, hang around for too long. A little bit on the back of the throat. A bit of a tang. Very citrusy. I haven't yet partaken, but it smells very acidity, acidic. It's a little bit woody on the finish, too. Mm. Am I imagining that? No, definitely. It doesn't taste at all like, like it smells. Let me make that clear. White wines generally don't. Mm. 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 This is an odd one. Yeah. Interesting on the front of the mouth. Like that's that was striking. I rather like it. Mm. Shall we guess I the vintage? Oh, would you, the vintage. Would you care to guess uh, as to this the age of this remarkable white wine? That's actually really nice. I'm gonna say 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is actually a surprisingly nice vintage of urine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to make uh, it clear: it's not urine. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it it does have it does have a strange smell to it. Yes, um, but it tastes phenomenal. It's Ooh. almost like uh, I mean I've said this before when talking about the smell of wine, but like a chlorophyll sort of smell. Oh, you think so? That kind of um, yeah, like when you cut a flower stem, that that smell like yeah. a rose. Okay, that that sort of overlay of the smell, I think, on what you would expect from wine. Oh, that's how. Okay, okay. Mm. It's a very kind of. In a good way, fumey, intoxicating kind of smell. It's quite mm. ubiquitous. I enjoy it a lot, and I would say it's from 2016. Well, you are both incorrect. Oh. Except for Maddie, who nailed it. 
Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Old Maddie gets it again. Who needs reading? 2016. Chardonnays, I think, generally are about two, two to three years. They're fairly, yeah, fairly yeah. young, but not so young that you go, whoa. Mm. Put the brakes on there. <laughs> <laughs> They're old enough to walk around, but not young enough for you to fear holding them. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> well, shall we play the game? Ooh, the game. What do you think this this wine is going to pair with? I want a lot of garlic with this wine. Interesting. I think something garlicky, something rich flavour, so maybe some root vegetables, some oh, bread and butter, maybe maybe chicken. I think, yeah, okay, chicken, yeah. Or chicken salad. Yeah. That's mostly incorrect, yeah. 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 I would also have, like, <laughs> mostly incorrect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, when I drink wine, I tend to really want butter. I'm not sure why that is, but I like a buttery bread and a white wine. I think that's because bread and butter are such an awesome pairing. Yeah, but when I'm drinking red mm. wine, I don't, I don't go to that kind of spectrum. With red wine, I do go to the very sharp, salty end of the end of the road, so like uh, pasta and pizza and things. Would you have fish with red wine? No. Good. Red wine with fish, that should have told me something. I wouldn't wouldn't have fish with anything. Good man. (laughs) Well, that's why you didn't win the games, eh? Mm. (gasps) Fish are dirty. They swim around in dirty seawater. They They certainly do. That we dirtied. (laughs) Keep it in their skin. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, even though I'm pretty sure now the correct answer is fish, I, on principle, I'm going to argue f- uh, a nice chicken fillet with... Um, can, is, can you have fillet with chicken? I'm going to say you can. A nice, you, can a, you can fillet a chicken. Yes, I'll have a nice chicken fillet with a nice m- creamy mushroom sauce with this wine. See, having said fish, maybe like a scallop mornay. Okay. Some sort of shellfish. It's interesting mm. that you've both gone with creamy sauces. Because the suggestion here is that uh, Chardonnay wines like this one are going to be very happy served alongside any sort of seafood. Uh, Heartier fish dishes, almost anything made from salmon fillets or steaks will do very nicely. Um, But they go on to suggest that it's going to be a winner with uh, crab cakes, pork, ham and chicken pastas. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. And also a real winner with uh, creamy curries, like a butter chicken or or a korma. Yeah, and I just a, and just that. a classic chicken yeah, salad. Yeah. Probably wouldn't pair this with pork or ham. No, everything else I can mm. see. It they with. really did round out the uh, the meat group there. Pretty much <laughs> <with> anything, <laughs> any any sort of meat meat byproduct. I think that's exemplary of how kind of elusive and mysterious this wine is. Yeah. It's just oh. very strange. Like you just, I mean, it's the only one of its kind in Uruguay, and it's very much a unique wine. It's Where are we of, drinking this? I think I want to be outside. I'm I also am outside. I know that's I know that's a little bit typical with white wines where you kind of want to enjoy the the heat of the sun on your on your skin. Not in the middle of summer, of course. May around now is 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 an ideal time. Uh, I just want to be outside looking at the water or looking at some sort of, you know, meandering stream and just watching nature unfold, you know. Nothing's dying, nothing's no, this is this is very much a Disney estuary. Prepare we're talking about here for me to get bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking this wine also outside, also watching the water, but I'm on a rather large boat that my that I'm remembering from my childhood. My uncle had a boat and would take my family out on it to fish. I would not fish, but on principle, 
I just, or, just did not enjoy it. Just didn't want the fish in the end. So <laughs> I mean, why do the work for no reward? Throwing out a line and waiting <laughs> for maybe nothing. But there's the anticipation. Am I going to hook one? Am I not? Uh, and then it, you get one, and it's oh my god! It's here pretty. We go. It's pretty fun when you get one. <laughs> it might have just been me rejecting the enthusiasm that my brother and my father had. For the act of fishing. I see. Um, but no, I would be with my aunt and my mother um, sitting in, in the in the sunshade drinking this wine, watching the men be ridiculous fishing. Fair, fair, fair. That, that's where this wine takes me. Fishing does end up looking like a very ridiculous activity. Yeah. Because it's so unproductive. You spend so much time just waiting. Mm. Absolutely. And I, then you put on this big display and you get this tiny little fish. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. you throw it back. <laughs> no, if, you use it. You leave it on the hook get an even bigger fish. <laughs> if you'd like, I could send you a picture of me with my first ever fish and oh. it is so small. Oh. But I'm so happy because of that. It was like, Are my, you also small <laughs> or are you a grown person? I'm a, I have a beard. And I look ridiculous. Oh. I, look, I got like the beanie and I look like this grizzled, like young <laughs> fisherman who's not really grizzled at all because I have this Disney smile. It's like, yay, I got one. But, you know, I only fished, not even seriously. Like I went on like two or three or four expeditions and it's so much time. It takes up the, the whole day. The fact that you call them expeditions. Well, that's what, the reason I call them expeditions is because me and my friends, we traveled far. They were like, oh, this area is going to be good for fishing. Mm. Get there, and it's just like every other area. You're waiting <laughs> for nothing, and then eventually you get like a tiny fish. I mean, my one little claim to fame is like at least I got one. <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous. And the only re- scenario in which I would fish again, because one, it's just unnecessary killing at this point, but uh, <laughs> is if I was literally a castaway, Crusoe style, I had the spear and I needed it to live. Mm, mm. See, I would call that hunting rather than fishing. <laughs> yeah, fair. yeah, I have a spear. <laughs> who's to say you can't mix, you know, the horrible life tragedy with a little bit of recreation? In yeah, there who's to say? Liven yeah. it up. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so that's where I am. Are you? Where are you when you're drinking this wine? Uh, quite contrarily, I'm. I'm also outside, but I'm quite social. I feel like I'm at some sort of like outdoor theater thing, like maybe like some sort of Shakespeare in the park mm. kind of a thing. I've gone by myself. So I, this wine is kind of more of a solitary wine in which you just kind of stay alone with your thoughts and you just enjoy the flavor because it's such like a consuming flavor. It's, but, speaking of which, it's actually quite rich. I'm starting to get that creamy bu- buttery flavor come mm, through. Mm. Absolutely. So, but um, I also feel like I'm open for a lot of stimulus outside I'm I'm actually open to like Shakespearean death and just drama to unfold in front of me, and then but yes, <laughs> yes, yes, try and breathe, fish, <laughs> die See for my amusement. You... <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. squander away your last precious minutes. Oh, <laughs> you're making me feel bad for like the three fish I've killed in my life. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, little fish. <laughs> It only becomes creepy if you're also holding up one, one of your previous victims and stroking it as you as you look at, yes, join your brethren. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't feel any guilt about killing fish, but yeah. the the one the one negative emotion I have about fishing is when I know I neither caught the fish nor am I going to eat the fish, and yet somehow it's still my responsibility <laughs> to gut and clean the fish uh-huh, yes. for other people to eat. 
Hmm. It's unfair and I won't stand for it. That is true. Although some fun trivia that I've figured out and I'm going to recite it to alleviate this tidal wave of guilt <laughs> you have set upon me. Uh, I make no apologies. Fair enough, fair enough. Is that uh, fish do not feel pain. Is that right? Yeah, they lack the like the brain kind of function to feel pain. Seriously? Yep, and same with sharks. They also do not feel pain. I thought pain was a necessary part of complex life. No, they, they're aware when they're in trouble. Like they're like, oh, oh I'm being pulled against my will to this bearded beanie wearer for some reason, <laughs> but they don't feel pain. They're not like in physical distress. It's more right. just kind of like fight or flight, like existential, so, existential so distress. So a sociopath <laughs> could, you know, dip repeatedly a fish into boiling water in and, and out. And get no yeah. satisfaction from Absolutely. it Absolutely. They might think that the kind of flailing they're seeing is like some sort of pain reaction and think that they're getting the response they want, but it's just kind of muscle reflex. They don't actually feel it. You have blown my mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm, yeah. I'm actually really disappointed with us that Gina is away <laughs> and the three men have somehow <laughs> devolved into a discussion <laughs> of fishing. <laughs> you see, it's a very natural phenomenon. That's, that's just the way these things go. How did this happen? None of, None us, of fish, us fish. And yet we're all talking about <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's you get see, off there, fish. there are forces at play here that are much more powerful than we can than our conscious minds can. can. Oh dear! But well, yes, Shakespeare in the Park. That's where I'm at. Shakespeare in the Park. Very good. Well, thank you to our friends at thewinegallery.com.au for this delicious Chardonnay. I think I'll be ordering it myself mm. because that is remarkable. I'm usually not a white drinker, but this has impressed me. I think yeah, I'll be putting yeah. this on my list as well. Whites, I I like to have. Just when I want to relax. I don't want to get, get drunk necessarily. I don't even want to drink that much. I just want something that isn't water or soft drink. And Absolutely. I'm too old for soft drink now. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it just feels horrible on my teeth immediately. You can and feel it burning ugh. your skin away. <laughs> no, thank Not you. even your teeth, just the skin. <laughs> <laughs> don't let it touch you. And it's too um, late in the day for caffeine and a coffee, so mm-hmm. wine it is. Yeah. So check out thewinegallery.com.au. Uh, they are a wine subscription service. Uh, I think they start you off on three bottles of wine, but you can play around with that as you desire. It, it, there's no lock-ins. You can you can move in and out of uh, whether you would like wine this month or not. Yep. But uh, when you when you check out for the first time, use our promo code Glass of Wine uh, Wine with an H for twenty five dollars off your first order. And if you are so bold, add in a fourth bottle, and they'll ship you the lot for free. Tricky, yeah. tricky. So you get a free <laughs> bottle of wine and free shipping if you use that $25 yep. to add the extra bottle of wine. As and can I add, use their rating system because you get reward points. I discovered this only very recently, much to my shame. You get reward points that will ta- – in every 100, 100 points, I think you were every saying, Every 100 Zane, points, you qualify for another bottle of wine. For a f- just a free bottle of wine that they will add in for nothing, for you, for you also, giving your feedback. Your feedback will uh, impact what they suggest – you drink. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you are doing it for the the new experiences of wines, then uh, yeah, that, yeah. And the I rating system's for all about it. Also delighted to find that you can block certain varieties of grapes. I don't care very much for Dolcetto and Syrah. Mm-hmm. I find them either too dry or too, or too sweet, and now they can be permanently blocked from from my shipments. And there you go. And I don't even have to think about it. I just get wine and I know it's not going the to grape be grape no longer exists. <laughs> as a subscriber myself, like I don't usually drink rosé. Oh, are you as well? Okay. I am. And um, I rate 
pretty much every bottle I get. And they recommended me a rosé. And because I had been rating it the whole time, I was like, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to let you send me this rosé. I liked it. They oh, gave me a rosé <laughs> that like suited my you know, coal miners, like taste palette, <laughs> which is pretty much exclusively red wine. And it was like, you're going to like this rosé. And I did. Yeah, the only bottle I didn't like was in one of my first shipments and I hadn't been really been uh, reviewing it at that point. And it was a white. And it was the last white I had for relaxing because ah. I also used, used to yeah. use like white to relax quite a lot because that's the wine that I got started got me started when I was a lad and underage. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, my parents would let me have like one glass with dinner sometimes. And um, yeah. So I thought, Oh, why it's great for chilling out. And then I watched it with the movie war horse. Didn't like war horse. Didn't like the wine, gave the wine one star, got a new, got it like a free bottle because that's how good they are. If you don't like a bottle, they will, you know, give you a free bottle as like an apology. They not go like, out of their way to make sure you're having a great experience. Absolutely. Yeah. They're amazing. And I, I'm also, I'm, always, I'm kind of like worried in the back of my mind. It's like, did I enjoy the wine less? Like maybe it was only two stars because I hated Warhorse ah, that yeah. much. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so good. Excellent. Well, who has a gripe? I'm going to be honest. I'm quite merry today. Uh, I don't really have it's a gripe. It's been a good week. It's been a swell week, you know. Well, if I might interject, on my way in to the recording this mm. evening... I was watching a few videos on YouTube. Specifically, you of course were in public transport and not yes, driving yes, yes, while I've watching YouTube <laughs> videos. No, I, I, I do have a tendency. Like, I like to listen to the, the conversations. Oh yes, yeah. So I'll yeah be leaving work. I'll just set set the hour long conversation or whatever it is on the interview, and then it'll just play out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, through my. Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. because my car is so old it doesn't have Bluetooth. <laughs> Who'd have thought you'd be saying that in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I and I just listened to the conversation. I was listening to one interview this morning uh, by uh, hosted by Jesse B. Peterson, uh, not to be confused with Jordan Peterson. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't even think they've conversed with one another. Doesn't Jordan but Peterson also have a B in his name? Jordan B. Peterson. Yes. yes. Oh my yes, yes. goodness. I know. The, the similarities are uncanny. Yeah. And Jesse Peterson um, is is a, a black guy, but he talks primarily with other black people and just asks them, um, just inquires about their, their, their cultural heritage. And he talks about all, all, all sorts of things. He had on an astrophysicist, uh, I think his name was... Zvenik, something like that. Zvenik. I'd, I'd never heard of him before, but he's an astrophysicist that, you know, they are plentiful. Yeah, it's fair everywhere. <laughs> and the rather notable flat earther Mark Sargent. I don't know how familiar you are, either of you are, with uh, the Flat Earth Society. I but try to be as uneducated about them as possible. <laughs> that is to your detriment, involved. sir, because keep your enemies close. <laughs> uh, my enemies make me tired. <laughs> yes, my enemies. <laughs> oh, no, you're not, are you? No, I'm oh, not. thank goodness for that. <laughs> Because then we'd have, be having a completely different discussion. <laughs> but, the, the, the bottles break. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark Sargent is one of the, the biggest proponents of it. And listening to him talk about defending Flat Earth. Mm. And he he does that thing where people who employ not bad science but not science mm. to to defend their positions, he just gets it so wrong in the in the like it's all fallacies. He's he's talking about nothing but fallacies. 
and every single time he's treating it like a gotcha. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't go off and research it on his own. He just comes up with the <laughs> he just comes up with a concept and goes, "Ah, there there there's a hole and that means that flat earth is correct." Yeah. Like one of his in in another video he was addressing a Canadian chapter or was in in Canada at, at some lecture giving something and he ran out um, he was contacted by a German TV crew that he would record you know, a, a few questions. They would send it off to an astrophysicist and record their reactions to it and they would have this yeah, d- yeah. discourse that Relay. way. Yeah. So he was reading out some of, the, some, some, some of the points that he made. One of them, I remember, was about gravity. Okay? All right. <laughs> let's... <laughs> you can't tell me what gravity is, and we have we have um, a demonstrable phenomenon of uh, gravity defying things like helium. So therefore, haha, there you go, uh, flat astrophysicist. <laughs> flat helium proves gravity. It's uh, that's exactly right. It's not gravity defying. It's simply a, a, a matter of density. That's entirely gravity controlled. But you can't explain gravity to me because I don't understand it. Checkmate. And that and that is. Very very much the case. They, it's it's not even that they misunderstand uh, science. They just don't don't get it in 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 the mm. first place. There's the rational thought is ah I've got this idea. I have no data on on how it fits into the world, but yeah. I can I can think it. So that means it must be true at some level. Therefore, my yeah. idea is correct. It's like a cult of solipsists. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, in this in this interview with uh, J- J- Jesse Peterson. <clears throat> I heard it for the first time where he actually thinks of the, the flat earth as a sort of hologram world where everything everything in the sky is just a projection. It's not even that it's you know just very, very close. It's just deliberately a, a projection and we're being fooled in, in the world. That the, That's in, a hell of a reside. projector. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, so literally the real world is real, so the ground – Real. We're walking around on the ground, but somewhere in the world, on this ground, there is a giant projector. <laughs> he, that no, 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 no. Projects he, the sun. He describes he he describes the Earth as more like um, a, a terrarium, right? Okay. Where it, it it's the edges are so far that you can't see them. In fact, in in the flat Earth model that he employs, uh, Antarctica. An ice wall surrounds the entire yeah, world. That's right, yeah. okay. Because as we all know, nobody's walked across Antarctica and you know, there's no, <laughs> no other way to see it because all the images from NASA are faked. If you can't we trust could them. Fly. But what about all those <laughs> <laughs> What about all those non-NASA satellites that are up there? Well, they're all in the game, Zane. They're all in it together. They're all, you and know, buy colluding a satellite this conspiracy. And prove them wrong. This is this is the this is the craziness of his idea. It's that in nineteen sixty you know, certain certain agencies, NASA uh, among them, became aware that we're living in this fake world, and then they propagate this idea of a spherical world in order to keep the secret, in order not not to alarm everybody. Why would people isn't be alarmed? In, isn't that insane? That is so crazy on the surface, and people buy into it. So, what happened during World War One and Two when people were <laughs> flying about? How could we not be aware that we were on a disc? Zane, can you really be certain that those events ever took place? We only ever oh, know about no. World War II. <laughs> That's the level of, of crazy that, that happens mm. to flat earthers. I mean, yeah. I... It's tiresome. It, 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 okay. it is it's, baffling, isn't it? It is, okay. it is so I... baffling to listen to them talk and make these points and, and just... I'm, 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 
I, I take a step back and wonder, how on earth did you get there in the first place? Because you're missing a lot of knowledge, mm. you know, in order to be able to make that statement and not stop yourself from doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I watched an essay recently. Yeah, watched an essay. Uh, it was <laughs> a video. Because you can't read. Because <laughs> I can't read. Uh, it was a wisecrack did a thing about, uh, they do these videos about, is it stupid or dumb? And they okay. analyze the philosophies of certain movies. And okay. people have often drawn comparisons with the modern world with, you know, Donald Trump as president to idiocracy. And okay. how they're like, oh, idiocracies come truth. And we live in an, in an age of idiots when idiots are in charge. We don't because an idiocracy when someone who was like, they're like, oh, this, who was of the story of idiocracy is the guy with average <laughs> intelligence travels to a future movie, yeah. in which a bunch of like, everyone's kind of degenerated into idiocy. And because he had average intelligence in the past, he is now considered a genius in the future. And But all the problems of the world are thrust onto him. Exactly. And if something doesn't work, it's his fault. Because yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, when Terry Crews is president, which is a great idea. Uh, <laughs> president <No>. Camacho. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, no. he was just having a great time. Anyway, moving on. No Kanye, no, no Oprah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is what no. I'm going for. <laughs> um, <sighs> when he was presented with an idea from this, like, uh, Genius character, character, comparative genius character. He was like, oh, what a great idea. But we don't actually live in in an age of idiots. We live in an an age of pseudo-intellectualism in which a bunch of people who lack the the right information, who lack the knowledge, just assume they're right and they make decisions on that. And here we are. Or act (laughs) as if they're right and and they're just propped up by everybody else who buys into it. Absolutely. Yeah, they must know. They wouldn't have that level of authority if they didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's uh, we're losing losing sight of what evidence is. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Even even the word evidence doesn't seem to really matter that much anymore. Like the flat earthers will 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 say that, and 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 somebody else will retort, "Well, what's the evidence of that?" And they're not even shocked no. at, at at the answer. Like they don't have, haven't even considered that they're missing evidence. It's just, no, I've presented my idea, and unless you can refute it, that means it's true. Exactly. It's like we live in an <laughs> a, we that's live, the attitude. Like we live in an age of information, and because of so much, we all feel the liberty of picking and choosing whatever we want and twisting it to our means. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should no. feel a lot more timid about making <laughs> about making a stand. We should peer review all of our opinions. <laughs> or, because knowing a little about something is yeah, it really is very dangerous because you're mm. so prepared to go out on that limb and you have no idea what's you, you don't even know the level of uh, uh, knowledge that you're missing. Absolutely. Well, that, there's, that, there's that classic graph of like how much you actually know, how much you think you know. Uh, the Donning-Kruger effect. Yeah, the yeah. Donning-Kruger effect is that the, the more you know, the less you think you know because you become aware of all this vast knowledge that you are just have not touched on. That's right. But until you get to that level of knowledge... Oh, you are very confident. You're very confident. Oh. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> And how, could, and how could you possibly dispute me? Because you know, I went to I I, I watched a lecture once, yeah, <laughs> almost almost to the end. So yeah, you know, I'm really serious. <laughs> I took notes. Well, a yeah. note. <laughs> I watched I even, a video even, essay on wisecrack. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm too angry to continue this conversation. Sorry, I I didn't mean to bring that bring that out of everybody. <laughs> I fear I've just yes just stirred a lot of. Oh, a lot of emotion that 
I we, didn't did, we didn't need. <laughs> it, it was only once we hit the bedrock that I realized, oh, this is like my core gripe with like modern society as a whole. Oh no. <laughs> it's just frustrating that that there is no effort to intellect. In fact, intellect is is poo-pooed a little bit. Mm, it's shunned. Oh, upon. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, because it, it's, it's the reason that we've built up over the last 30 years, but now we're kind of pushing back against that because everyone's blaming the smart people. Which may very yeah. well be a natural phenomenon. That's oh, not... sure it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. You don't have to like it. Oh, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, here's the big question. Is human nature natural? Ah. Oh. Yes, it is, <laughs> yeah. because we are... Entirely. Animals. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and observe. Intellect. I concede. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for, for joining us on this boys' club... Uh, glass of wine that ended up being we talked about hunting and fishing and the Dunning Kruger effect. That was my favourite part because I said it. Yes, and just oh, the you would. general <laughs> dis- disgust we have with society at the moment. I spoke a lot about fish and I regret it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank you to our friends, especially at the Wine Gallery, uh, thewinegallery.com.au. Mm-hmm. Remarkable wines. Use our uh, promo code Glass of Wine with an H, and you get twenty five dollars off your first order. And don't watch Warhorse. Okay, don't watch Warhorse. Always a good idea. You heard it here. (laughs) So thank you, Zane. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gina, in effigy. I'm sure she would. Thank you, Gina, wherever you are, whatever work you're doing. Wine gallery. There you go. Wine gallery. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you again, as always, Matt, our special guest. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place. With the whole gang. Same theme song. So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zainzi Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.